Hi, and welcome to the Advantages Experts podcast, where we talk to the brightest minds in business today. I'm your host, Dave Agnoni. Happy to be joined by the transition man, Johnny Campbell, a sales expert and always one of the top-rated speakers at the ASI shows. Johnny, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great, and so happy to be here with you on the show. Yeah, we're happy to have you, man. Johnny, we're talking today about turning leads into sales. So let's start with the idea of qualifying leads. Johnny, how do you really know when you have a great lead? Well, so there's really two ways to figure that out. The first, anytime you're getting a referral from somebody, that is a great lead. So because that person has kind of been pre-vetted before they got to you, so getting referrals is one of the best ways to know you've got a good lead coming to you. And then also, this is one that a lot of promo pros don't really think about, but if they were to actually speak at a conference or, or speak at a networking event, and then the people who hear them speak come up to them and want to do business, that's a really good lead as well because that person's heard you speak, they know what you're about, and they want to talk to you and do business with you. So those are the two best ways that I found to find a good lead. Yeah, it makes sense. You sort of have that connection with people in the crowd. That makes total sense to me. After you identify these really good leads, what's the first thing you should do that next? Well, the first next thing is, and this gets people a lot really excited at first, is once they get a lead, they want to go for the close real fast, but you don't. What you need to do is pull back and schedule an appointment with this person. Don't go for the sale immediately. Schedule an appointment to give yourself a little bit of time. And the reason you're giving yourself a little bit of time is because you're going to email them a pre-appointment survey, which is designed to qualify them before the actual appointment. So you want to walk into that appointment with some knowing of who they are, what they're looking for, why it's important, why it matters, who's in charge, how urgent is this. By having that kind of information in advance of, of the actual appointment, you have an increased chance of closing that business when you finally meet with them. So this survey is sent via email. Is that how you do it? Yes, I use I send a survey through uh, SurveyMonkey, okay. or I can send it to them directly. But it's a way for me to vet them on where they're really at before I schedule that appointment, which means i got to drive out and meet them, or I may have to spend an hour on the phone with them. I want to vet them prior to that meeting. Yeah, that's smart. You get some good information, so you walk into that uh, that interview, yep. per se, with some more information. That's great. Let's talk some more strategy. I'm always interested in hearing strategy from our experts. What are a few actual lead conversion strategies, Johnny, that have worked well for you? Well, the one of the best ones that I found was once I meet someone, I've got a pre-appointment with them, the best conversion strategy is a video. I have created video commercials in advance. In other words, I send these video commercials to them and they get to watch a YouTube video of myself, the products, the services, the things I do, testimony, social proof. They get to watch a video in advance. And that helps with the conversion because when people watch videos and see who you are, what products you have to offer, that creates a greater level of comfort and understanding. That's one conversion tactic. Another one I use, and I got this from the world of Dan Kennedy, and it's called shock and awe. And what a shock and awe is, is a shock and awe package. If I know I've got a big client, they may have seen the video, but I will send them a package of my information once again in advance. So they'll get a promo item. They might get an article 
on some specific aspect of promo promo products and how they're useful. They might get an article from me, but they also get most importantly, and this is the strategy, the 10 things you need to keep in mind list. And I create this 10 things you need to keep in mind when you're buying promo items. And those 10 things allow them to see that I am the most viable choice for doing business with. Because I'll give them 10 things that only I can do or 10 things that eliminate my competition. So I'll give them that little checklist, and that continues the conversion process and creates a deeper bond with them toward me. You're, you're giving them some education. You're educating them, but you're also eliminating competition at the same time. Exactly. That's exactly, and that's how I start to create the conversion. <laughs> that's, that's, that's nice. Johnny, I get this question all the time uh, about lead conversion. Do you believe in offering discounts, incentives, something you know, price-wise to get a deal actually done? Do you believe in that? Well, I believe in both, but okay. they have to be used different ways. Now, here's the first one. If I'm just trying to get a sale across the line, then I will use incentives. Incentives are a way to add, and that's usually added value because I don't want to ever cut my price. So I use incentives so I don't have to cut my price. Right. So I might add into an incentive. I might be, I'll also do some consultation with you. I'll give you access to some other resources to create that one sale. If it's a big sale, that one big sale. Right. Now, I only discount to gain access to more business. Say, for example, I get into an organization and I'm in one department. What I'll do is tell that one department, I'm going to give you a Groupon-type discount, but you've got to put me on to everyone else who needs promo items in the other department. They don't get the same deal you get. Huh. You get the deal because you let me in the door. They have to pay the normal price. And because I'm doing it for that one department, we have, a, have an issue of, it's an issue of cooperation and integrity. I will be true to you, but you have to give me access to other people. Got so that's the only time I give discounts is to get access. So no discounts up front. You have to sort of have your foot in the door already, and then you're using discounts as an option. Yes, I'm using discounts. That discounts are what I'm using to get. I get in the door, and I say I will give you this discount if you give me access to other departments in your organization that might need these services here. So they will be happy to do that because they're getting a big discount because they're giving me access to other people. Understood. Again, we're joined today yep. by sales and marketing expert, the one and only Johnny Campbell. You know, Johnny, sometimes you have a good potential prospect, right? Maybe someone that expressed interest in the beginning, and then suddenly they mm -hmm. don't want to take your call anymore. So what do you do when that person that was a good prospect is not answering your call? Well, after I get done crying and being <laughs> upset, I say, okay, let's pull it together here. Now, all of a sudden, they're not talking to me anymore. What I do is I have what I call a three-step re-engagement marketing plan. I had them, and now I've lost them. So I begin to market back to them just like any other potential prospect again. They weren't taking my calls, so I write, I create postcards that I send to them with a promo item that is reflective of what we were, where we were at in the process. So I might send them a postcard with a, with a promo item like a compass and say, you're missing in action. Call me back. Right. Or, but I do this in a series of threes. So I will send out something to them, see if they respond back. If they don't, I'll send out another letter to them, another postcard with another promo item attached to it because what I'm trying to do is re-engage them. 
And then finally, if I still don't hear from them, then I will actually physically mail them something else, some other bigger item I will mail to them. It's a promo item more than likely. Right. I will mail to them FedEx. This one I FedEx to them. And then I call into the organization and speak to whomever's in charge. Maybe it could be some level of admin or, or gatekeeper. And I tell them I sent a personal and confidential package to this person. Can I speak to them? And that usually gets me across the line and back to that person. And more than likely what happens, life has gotten in the way. The organization has reorganized. Something has occurred. It's usually not something I've done. It's something happening internal. But I'm just trying to reestablish that connection. And that's all I do in that first. That's how I try to reactivate them. Why, why do you do it in threes? Why is that important? Because you really, a lot of people really don't follow up the way they should. Now, there's all kinds of studies about following up at least seven times. But a lot of people give up after the first try. Sure. And I firmly believe that from marketing, it has to be in a series of threes, and everything has to be successional. In other words, the marketing gets more intense with each new contact with them. So, and I go physical mail because people look at their mail. They might not pay attention to their emails, and they might not answer all their phone calls, but they do check their mail. And they do check physical lumpy mail when it comes in the mail. Yeah, sort of old school, but it totally works. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about how salespeople present themselves. Sometimes I feel like in the promo products industry, salespeople don't come across always as professional. So, you know, what can people do? Maybe the way they dress, the way they speak, the way they act. How can salespeople in this industry stand out a little bit better from their competition? Well, if you want to attract higher-level clients and customers, you have to become, and here's the word, a more attractive person. Yep. And here's what I mean by that. You can't dress like you're part of a pit crew on a race team. <laughs> you can't dress like that with all the logos and stuff and all the promo stuff on your body. You have to dress like the people you want to attract. If you're looking for high-level executives, you need to dress like you're looking for those kind of people. You have to position yourself the same as those type of individuals are. You know, high-level executives, you don't get to just drop by on those people. Right. You've got to schedule appointments with those people. So you've got to be thinking about who am I really trying to connect with? Am I trying to connect with the small business owner where I can walk in on them? Or am I trying to get the bigger, account, the bigger accounts, the bigger financial institutions? You've got to dress in accordance to the type of people that you really want to connect with and do business with. Also, working on your communication skills, being much more concise and precise at what you're saying until you get to the point and talk about the value. So I always recommend in every session, I tell everybody, because I'm a believer in it, I tell them, join Toastmasters. Yeah. It will help you be a better presenter of your message. And here's an inside tip. The people that are part of Toastmasters have jobs. They work in companies who use promo items. Yeah. So it's a double dip. You learn to be a better communicator, and you might get some more business out of those people. Yeah. That's a good combo, right? And, and confidence yeah. is part of this. Sure. You know, I mean, you have to exude confidence to a certain extent. You know, don't, not yes. overkill, but you have to have that aura about you, right? Yes, absolutely. You've got to have a presence, and you've got to walk in there. And, and here's the thing. When you're, a lot of times when promo people deal with these individuals, we're sometimes dealing with the order taker and not the one in charge. Mm -hmm. So you got to kind of push 
to get to the one in charge because the order taker has got a fixed budget. The person in charge is flexible if it makes sense to their bottom line results. So it's all about asking the right questions. Like, for example, instead of just asking, how many do you want? Is this the color? Is this the, um, the right specs? That's order-taking question. When you ask the person who order-takes, you ask them this question. What is your overall objectives for this promo item? How will you measure the success of this promo item? How will you gauge whether or not you are achieving the end and bottom line results you're looking for? They can't answer those questions. That's someone in charge. Right. And that's what gets you bumped up to the person in charge versus the order taker. I like that. That's good. You know, Johnny, there are some people out there, actually a lot of people, who are really into numbers. So I'll ask the question about conversion rate. What's a good conversion rate for ad specialty companies? What's that number? If the, if the prospect is properly qualified, vetted, and they have been conditioned prior to the appointment, they can look at 25 to a 30% conversion. But here's the catch. That conversion, and this, is, this could be just in the first 30 days, but you have to have a consistent marketing of these individuals. You know, your conversion, your conversion rate, goes up the longer you stay marketing toward those individuals. Right. Like in the first 30 days, you might do 20 30%, but you could have a conversion rate as high as 60 or 70% if you continue to market to those individuals throughout the course of a year. Because hmm. some people just aren't ready to buy sure. when you first meet them. So you've got to stay in the game and keep marketing to them. So if you have 100 clients, potentially 80 of them could buy in a year, but you have to consistently market to them and stay in touch. That takes discipline though, right? I mean, you have that follow-up and yep. that consistency. You really have to be organized and disciplined. Organized, disciplined, and have some type of client relationship system in yeah. place to yeah. remind you. And you also need to have the systems there, like these are the things we send out on month one. These are the things we send out on month two. We have a newsletter that consistently goes out that allows us to stay in touch with them. These are systems, and I'll describe it this way. There needs to be a system that generates leads. There needs to be a system that converts prospects. There needs to be a system for referrals, a system for retention, a system for lost customer recovery, which I definitely specialize a lot in, recovering lost customers. And then finally, of course, you know, having a system that upsells people. See, these are all systems that have to be put in, a business, in place in a business, and most big businesses have a few of these in place, and that's why they are so successful right now. <laughs> I hear you. All right, Johnny, we appreciate your time. Let's close with this. I know you're a man of great stories. What's the most out-of-the-box thing you've ever done to turn a lead into a sale? What do you got? I got this one here. I turned around, and um, I met, I met a, it was an organization, and I, and I identified a lady that was in charge. And my goal was to reach her, but constantly the gatekeeper kept saying, no, she's not interested, no, not right now, no, not right now. But I knew that she was a buyer, and I knew she had bought before. And I knew that if I could just get in there, I could sell her something in that same spectrum, not knocking off the other per promo person, but enhancing, the, enhancing what she already bought. But she wouldn't listen to me. Okay. So it, on my 10th call, I finally find out, that she's there, but they won't let me talk to her. And I said, well, what is she doing? Because I haven't made friends with this gatekeeper. Well, she's looking at shoes right now. I said, she's looking at shoes. What kind of shoes? 
And she said, she's looking at these type of shoes here, these red shoes. I said, what size does she wear? And she said, she wears this size. So what does that mean to you, Johnny? I said, don't worry about it. I go back. I buy her a pair of red bottom shoes. Now, I don't know if you know about red bottom shoes, but they're expensive. Okay. And I FedExed her one of the red bottom shoes. And I FedExed it to her in a note inside of it. said, my name is Johnny Campbell, and I'm just trying to get my foot in the door with you. Nice. And I'll, and I'll return. I'll give you the other shoe if you just talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and so next thing you know, I call back, and she said, and the gatekeeper's like, Hold on, Johnny. She's been waiting on your call and that other shoe. I bet. I bet she was. <laughs> and, so and it worked. I you bought, got the deal, right? You got the sale. You have to have got right. something. Yep, I got the sale. I got the deal. All because I was ready to take that next step. You know, I was trying to – I knew the value of this prospect. I knew what they were worth. And they were worth me spending, a, a, like, a basically three to $400 on a pair of shoes to get her. Yeah. You know, and that's the biggest question sometimes. What is a lead worth to you? Sure. If you know this book of business from this financial institution is worth $100,000, and you need to spend $1,000 to get them if you need to because you know what they're worth if you can lock them down. Yeah. And I, was prepared, and I knew the value, so I was prepared to lock her down by spending some money to get her attention. Yeah. And on the 10th call, you finally got that nugget about the shoes, which is pretty cool. You kept digging. Because I was – Right, because I was asking all the wrong questions on calls five through nine. <laughs> I just kept calling in, asking the same question. But somehow, the tenth question, I finally said, I need to ask better questions. Right. And I started to ask questions that helped me understand who she was. You know, powerful people still have things they like. And if you can find out what they like, that is at least good for ten minutes of their time. Sure, yeah. And I and I wish you right. <laughs> when, when in doubt, send a red shoe. That, that gets it done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, we want to thank Johnny Campbell for being our guest today. Hey, Johnny, if people want to reach you, how can they do that? They can reach me at – they can go to promotionalproductsprofits.com, and they can reach me there, or they can send me an email at promosellingtips at gmail.com. All right. And I'm happy to talk about these things. Much appreciated. Again, our thanks to Johnny. We thank you all for listening. This has been the Advantages Experts Podcast. I'm Dave Agnoni. Have a great day. <laughs>